Welcome to Education Beat. I'm Ann Vasquez, Executive Director of EdSource. The class of 22 didn't have a typical high school experience. COVID shut down their schools midway through their sophomore year. They spent the rest of that year and most, if not all, of their junior year taking remote classes. Many struggled emotionally or academically during distance learning, often failing to turn in assignments or turn on their cameras during classes. Even those students who managed the tough situation have expressed frustration and stress about the pandemic experience. I slept through most of my classes that year. I would like log in and then usually fall back asleep and wake up with the meeting over. How did COVID change the class of 2022? EdSource is following a group of seniors in the coming months as they finish up high school and take their next steps in life. Here is this week's Education Beat with host Zadie Stavely. Miles Fu is a senior in Sacramento. Junior year was hard for him. It was easy to tune out during distance learning. Leave your camera off. When there's only five kids in the class with their cameras on, you don't want to be the sixth. You're kind of comfortable just not showing your face because you're at home and you probably just woke up five minutes ago. In fact, Miles says he missed a lot of class junior year. He slept through a lot of classes. I didn't want to pay attention because I felt like it felt like watching the worst movie you've ever been to. And you're supposed to learn the whole thing and you're supposed to take a test on it later. It, it was not enjoyable. He failed math. It was very uninteresting and awkward to do distance learning because teachers couldn't teach as dynamically as they could in the classroom. You get a lot of that like movement and eye contact and you get to see them and they get to see you. Also, Miles missed seeing his friends and he missed band. He plays drums. During distance learning, he was still enrolled in band, but it wasn't the same. You can't play together on Zoom. Playing with other people in the band, it's a very helpful amount of pressure because you know that like if everybody else sounds great and you sound horrible, you're the reason the band sounds horrible because it it's like a whole thing together. People will remember that drummer sucks or that person on trombone sucks and you don't want to be the person who sucks. So you, you give a little bit of effort. Maybe not to be the best person in the band, but to not be the worst. Without that motivation, Miles sort of checked out. He decided to try to learn trombone that year, but learning a new instrument online was difficult. He would put out like recordings for us to play along to and lessons for us to look at, but it's not as helpful to learn trombone from a YouTube video as it is from the actual teacher. And I feel like I would have made a lot more progress just because I would have been much more interested in it if it had been in a classroom instead of submit these recordings. But then I never did. I never did the recordings. This is Education Beat, getting to the heart of California schools. I'm Zadie Stavely. This week, the class of 2022. Miles Fu had a similar experience to many other California seniors, whose high school experience was transformed by COVID. My colleague Diana Lambert is following a group of these seniors. For some, academics took a backseat to other priorities. 
For others, the experience motivated them to do something new and unique. All of them are happy to put distance learning behind them. Diana just published the first installment of her series. Hi, Diana. Hi, Zadie. How are you? I'm good. So for this project, you talked to seniors all over the state in many different places. What has their high school experience been like? Well, the class of 2022 had a high school year like like no other class before them. They basically have been out of school since 10th grade and didn't come back until the end of their junior year, most of them. And during that time, they were just in distance learning. They had no sports. They had no dances, um, no extracurricular activities, no clubs. And so they had to come back and be re-socialized as well as get caught up academically. Right. And so tell me kind of some of the struggles that people had. Well, the students, uh, you know, they all struggled academically. And I, I was also very curious. Some of the high achieving students didn't really struggle that much, but they really worried about it. They worried about whether they were behind. They didn't really have a, anything to compare themselves to. And they were constantly stressed about that. So I found out that a lot of kids were just really, really stressed out during this period of time. And some had to get caught up academically. Some didn't, but they still needed a lot of emotional support. They struggled with not being with their peers, but also clubs. Some kid, this one young man started a history club at his school. And then like two months after he started the club, he's so excited to get it started. COVID came. By the time he came back, you know, all the club members had gone off to other things or were no longer interested in it and just kind of went away. So a lot of their interests, a lot of the things they were passionate about, they weren't able to pursue during the COVID pandemic. Was there anything that sort of stood out to you and, and surprised you from talking with these seniors? Actually, a lot surprised me. I thought I'd hear more about struggles, but instead I actually heard a lot about successes because a lot of these kids just took this time to either get ahead in college, some took college courses that were online that they wouldn't have been able to take before because the courses weren't online, or these two young ladies started their own businesses, one in Elk Grove and one in Sacramento. They started beauty businesses, and they actually were quite successful. So they're planning to continue to keep these businesses running while they go to college and pursue other interests. One young man, Victor Contreras in Elk Grove, decided to take the pandemic time to fix his speech impediment. He had the speech impediment his whole life, and he was a young child. His parents took him to a speech therapist, and they never could quite fix it. During COVID, he decided that's it, and he got an online speech therapist and had courses with her during the entire pandemic, and now he's, he sounds great. A young woman in Brentwood, Tatiana Torres, took the time during the pandemic to create a website to help children struggling with mental health issues. It's called calm for You. And also there is an Instagram account, and she helps children to learn to relax and be calm. Tatiana got the idea for the website because during the pandemic, she called an old friend who used to live nearby, a girl who is a lot younger. Tatiana thinks of her as her little sister. She was about six years old. She says something like that she's, that even like her imaginary friends don't want to play with her. And I remember hearing that, I was like, that that made me so sad. And I was like, she's so little. And she thought the pandemic and her being, you know, isolated, lonely, as we all were, were her doings. And so that was the first thing I was like, these kids are struggling, not only just kids my age, but younger kids as well. Tatiana knew something about mental health and coping skills. When she was in eighth grade, she was hit in the head while playing basketball. And she has ongoing concussion symptoms. 
Her head aches constantly. She's sensitive to light and sound. And she had to stop going to school for a while, stop playing sports, stop playing saxophone in the school band. It made her feel terrible. When I had to deal with my own mental health stuff, I thought it was only me. <laughs> and so I was like, you know, I was trying to cope with it, but I was like, no one else has felt as sad as me and like all that stuff. And I think the pandemic has definitely emphasized that kids are lonely, isolated. Tatiana got a lot of help for her own mental health from a therapist, but she knows not everybody can pay for therapy. She wanted to show other kids the coping skills she learned. She wanted something interactive and attractive for kids. Because I hated going onto those uh, mental health websites and they would tell me um, statistics. They'd be like 6% of students, like, like stuff like that. Her website includes videos and descriptions of different strategies for coping with sadness, stress, or anxiety. Art, yoga, writing, and music. Through therapy, I actually found out that I like doing art. <laughs> um, it's really fun, and I think that's why I wanted to share that, because everyone has been in a situation where it's been sucky, but knowing how to deal with it is what changes your life. This year, now that she's back on campus, Tatiana co-founded a mental health support group. They had a chalk art day where students could draw positive messages or images to help make others happy. And she started making posters every month with mental health messages that she puts up all over school. They have tabs that students can pull off with QR codes and playlists so kids can listen to music at home. A lot of them have DM'd me and they're like, oh, I really like that. And it's actually brought in a lot of conversations like they're like, oh, music has helped me a lot to cope with stuff. Diana, Tatiana is a really good example of what you were talking about, about students creating something during the pandemic. I think they found something they didn't know they had in them, you know, during this pandemic. Seemed to me what they were telling me is this time alone without too many friends around and the quiet let them really think about what they wanted to do. So one of the things that I'm wondering about is that, you know, there's a lot of talk about learning loss and there's a lot of talk about, you know, maybe these students won't really be ready for college. But in your article, you also mentioned that the Smarter Balanced Assessments, the tests that students took last year, really showed that high school students were doing similarly or better than students in prior years. And so is that a really a concern or, or where is that concern coming from? It depends who you ask. You know, the testing shows the kids are doing as well, if not better. And people are pointing to that. But other people say they haven't had some of the experiences they needed to have, as well as some of the academics, because the test doesn't show everything, right? So there's still some concern these kids will go in to college next year and maybe be underprepared. So I guess we just have to, to see. And like I said, a lot of the kids, they are worried about that. They're concerned. I guess we'll have to wait and see what happens with them next year. And we will be following them into college. So we will see how they do. Miles Fu says he's doing a lot better in school now that it's back in person. He's playing in the jazz band and in the honor band, and he's back on track in math. I kind of just realized it's stupid to let myself fail classes when I most likely could pass them. Miles says his teachers have also stopped assigning homework. His math teacher gives them time to do all their work in class. So his worksheets are structured like he'll teach the very basic part of the lesson, he'll make it more complicated, and then he'll make it way more complicated. But he'll teach you after every single step how to do the next step. 
Miles and Tatiana are both planning on enrolling in local community colleges after they graduate. Diana will be writing about all the seniors' plans for after graduation in a coming installment of her series. And remember, we just don't have college students. We have career students as well. We have a couple of students who are not going to college. One wants to be a government worker. And we have some students who are going to do like junior college and career. We have a young man who went from uh, Sacramento who wants to be a firefighter. So he's going to be taking the coursework for that. So we'll follow those students as well. It sounds really exciting, Diana. We'll look forward to following these kids as they take their next step in life. Thank you, Zadie. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Education Beat, getting to the heart of California schools, a production of EdSource. You can find Diana's story about the class of 2022 at edsource.org. Our producer is Kobe McDonald. Special thanks to our guests, Miles Fu, Tatiana Torres, and reporter Diana Lambert, and our director, Ann Vasquez. Our theme music is from Blue Dot Sessions. This episode was brought to you by the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. I'm Zadie Stavely. Join me next week and subscribe so you don't miss an episode.